0: you think welcome to the i work for him zone i hope you're never the same on the i work for him show we focus on discussions that will challenge you to think about your work about workplace ministry and your life in christ and today and the next four days are going to be different than anything we've ever done on I Work for Him. Today we have in studio along with Martha and I, Tom and Pam Wolf. They've written a workbook, as I want to call it, that really doesn't barely describe it, but they've written a workbook, a a, a Bible study. Uh, I don't know how better to describe it. I'll ask you guys. Well, how do you guys describe it? A workbook. Okay, all right, all, right. all right, good. All right, we've got Tom and Pam Wolfe. They've written Identity and Destiny, and you can find out more about them at identityanddestiny.com. But let me just tell you, I know that you're listening out there today. Some of you, this is the first time you've ever heard this show, and, and some of you have been listening to me for a long time, but, but let me just make this clear. Not all of you really know where I'm always coming from, and, and, and if you don't know me well enough, you don't know that in everything I do, I do it in love, even though I do it intensely. Identity and Destiny... Is perhaps, next to the scriptures, the biggest thing to hit Christian written material, I don't know, in the last 30 or 40 years? This is a workbook. The reason I am willing to focus four days on Identity and Destiny from IdentityAndDestiny.com, the reason I'm willing to give four work, four days of radio to this, is because this Workbook program is a program that every Christ follower in the world should go through. It is the most intense, inspiring, agonizing, stretching, rewarding, rewarding, revolutionizing experience you'll ever go through. And as we talk through it all week long, make sure you don't miss a single day as we give you a sneak preview in each and every page. But I'm telling you that this, if you haven't gone through the study identity and destiny go out to identity or go to their facebook page identity and destiny you may not be you may not understand who you are in christ and what you should be doing and that's what we're going to talk about the next four days First Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Tom and Pam Wolf. Great to have you on the I Work For Him show this week. Uh, great
1: to be here.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. Tom and Pam spent last
0: week at Branson, Missouri, watching shows all week long, relaxing, enjoying themselves. No, they wish that's what they did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no. Exactly. Now, was that your first con- You were out there at a convention. What was the convention all about?
1: Oh, well, we were there our first time two years ago. Same convention, American Association of Christian Coaches and Counselors. And uh, we had a We were sponsor. So we talked to a lot of people, shook a lot of hands, sold a bunch all the books we talk, uh, sold a licensed facilitator. And just uh, letting them know that we exist and how coaches and counselors can use this as a tool to help their clients answer the questions. Who am I and why am I here? Through God's eyes.
0: Right. And it's not just for coaches and counselors. It's for pastors. It's for Bible study leaders. It is for every Christ follower in the world. Okay. Before we get started with the conversation, my audience needs to know how Christ is impacting your life today. Pam, how is Christ impacting your life today?
2: Um, I think uh, the one way that He's through this business, through identity and destiny, and through the ministry that He's called us into here. The thing that he's showing me is how to walk by faith. Uh, To to do this work, to be called into something as incredibly impactful as identity and destiny is so far beyond my wildest imagination of what I'd be doing in my life. Mm -hmm. And for me to try to plan or prepare or think, you know, where this should go or what we should do Um, Not that we don't plan and prepare, we use all those business principles and experience that we bring to the table, but it truly is um, one day at a time, a step at a time, just really seeking him and trusting that he's got it all laid out and we just have to do the next thing.
0: Now, there is no question that God led you on the steps to write this manual, and I, and again, i can 't tell the audience enough and you 're going to hear me say it over the next four days you gotta get a copy of this and no, this is not a paid advertisement. this is something that impacted my life martha 's life so much, and the lives of those around me that i 'm like. Everybody needs to hear about this. This is a tool that I use when I do mentoring. This is a tool that I'm using in business his way on a monthly basis. This is a tool that every Christ follower, it, it just helps you he, learn to hear God's voice. Well, we're going to, I don't want to give it all away. I don't want to give it all away. All right, wait. Okay. stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Quickly about your business background. Your background, I mean, you guys haven't been just writing books all your life. It's Tom, what, what, what's your business background? Uh, Why didn't Wait, 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 wait I, I forgot. Tom, how's Christ impacting your life today? Yeah, you thought you were going to get away with
1: that. Okay. Yes, I did. No, I think the way he's working with me is on abiding. I've been uh, a business person, and I'm used to being in control, and I'm used to, (laughs) like anybody else out there, ever has to be in control, right? So uh, uh, abiding and making sure I'm doing what he wants to do. Or wants me to do. I'm not doing what I want to do. So he's working with me on that quite a bit. But
0: it's not that you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's just that you're not doing what you thought you would be doing. Is that it or not?
1: Uh, this is a big no. I didn't think I'd be doing this.
0: Well, I didn't say it. you would think you'd be doing, but is it, it, I mean, do you see the impact that identity and destiny is making on uh, people?
1: Sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's not that you, it's not that you, it's not what you want to be doing, it's just what you're not. It's not what you thought you were going to be doing. I
1: don't know. I mean, it's just a total different direction from where I spent 30 years of my life. So
0: I totally, I totally get that. We're sitting behind these four microphones today as completely the same thing. No, it's different. I'm not a writer. I doubt God will ever use me to write anything even as cool as the first page of your book. But we're sitting behind microphones, the exact same thing. I mean, i got an IT right. background. I am sold insurance for 23 years. We sold used cars for 15, didn't we, honey? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on the radio. I want to was... say
3: simultaneously, though, not, you know, that's right. we don't add all those up.
0: Yes, that's right. We're not five. <laughs> that's great. All right, so how did you even get started? Uh, how did you come to the beginning of going, hey, we should write a book called Identity and Destiny? How, how did you even come to the beginning of that project?
1: Well, first, uh, Pam and I both quit. Entrepreneurial. We've both built several businesses on our own. I always had the tendency that when I'd finish one business and sell it, because I, I sell them, I don't run them. I like to build them and sell them. Uh, I would always say, okay, here's my next project. Lord bless it. Mm. And I think I finally <laughs> matured as a Christian where I said, uh, Lord, what do you want me to do? So I waited for quite a while. And over a, a period Information about purpose started coming across my desk. So I start reading this and looking at this, and it's like, Lord, are you trying to tell me something here? So I started reading books on this. I took a couple seminars. And I saw that there really wasn't something powerful that was really Christian-based. Mm. It was all this California woo-woo stuff.
0: Yeah. All right, it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for over... 29 years. Located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. They are 2,400-square-foot stores open to the public... Seven days a week. Check them out online at... Shopcaris.com. That's Shop, C-H-A-R-I-S.com. Be the first person to call into the studio line at 855-265-2929. That's 855-265-2929. And we will send you a copy of Identity and Destiny by the end of the week. We'll get that done. So call into the studio line to get your copy of Identity and Destiny. You can find out more about them at IdentityAndDestiny.com. And Identity and Destiny is a step by step guide to discuss. I'm not going to give it away. You just got to listen to the next four days. <laughs> All right. In order to win the book, call in the studio line 855 265 2929. We're only giving away one copy each day. That's right. So you better be the first to call. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. <laughs> back and in studio with Tom and Pam Wolf and my wife Martha's. we're talking about identity and destiny. You can find out more about it at identityanddestiny.com and I think by the end of the week I will have said that 5,652 Probably. times. Alright, we were just getting much. started with our discussion. I was asking about how you came up, how this project was laid on it. And, and Tom, you said stuff about purpose started coming across your desk and you started looking at other publications and you didn't see a lot of stuff on purpose out there. But Pam, how did you get sucked into the project? Were, were you the identity side?
2: <laughs> um, no, actually i I was still um, running a business brokering firm, uh, the last of the businesses that I operated. And as Tom began to get into this, he actually um, started putting a process together piece by piece and using some of the tools that are in the workbook with coaching clients. He was working with CEOs and executives of companies. And he was using the the tools really just to discover things and ways that he could help them as a coach. But what he found out was the self-discovery that was going on with the tools was so profound that they really wanted to talk about that instead of their business. Mm. They were learning and finding and discovering things that they had never known about themselves. And um, revelation began to happen. And as Tom did that, he came to me and he said, you know what? He said, I think I think God's doing something here. And he said, I think this is bigger than what I can do alone, and I'd love for you to join me. Let's continue to explore this and create a process that can really, really make transformational change in the lives of Christians who want to go deeper and further.
0: Well, if, if those weren't the words of God right out of your mouth, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, because really, that you, you hit the you hit it right the head on the nail on the head. <laughs> self discovery, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit led self discovery. I mean, because some of the stuff you've got in here, I mean, there's there's on the web you can find uh, personality profiles you can find resilience stuff you can find some of this stuff but in the order that god laid it on your hearts to put in here it is amazing and it leads you down a path to finding out who you are in christ and what you should be doing so were you guys prepared for this project i mean do you think your business experience led all into it or, or did god just start after he opened your eyes up tom to seeing what was going on then you realize Oh, oh, no, he, he kept revealing stuff. I mean, how did it work? I mean, how did you go from, you know, page one to page 290?
1: I put myself in a position where I had to create an outline of a program that that uh, people could use, and... Uh, God's hand was throughout that whole process. I was one week ahead of the people I was teaching. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you were immediately putting in the practical application. Yes. (laughs) And it was a situation where it was Monday and I had to come up with something by Friday. And he delivered every single time. It was amazing. But, uh, yeah, I I really think that uh, our lives were preparation for this and led to it. And, you know, your life is lived forward, but it's understood looking backward. And looking backwards, I'd say everything was preparation for this. Pulled it all together. Yes. Amazing.
3: So, di- so did you even have any idea of where God was going to take this in such a miraculous way?
1: I didn't have any idea where He was going to take it. A- take it, but uh, He did say to me that uh, He wa- one of my assignments was to uh, get a thousand licensed facilitators trained to use this out there as a discipleship tool. Mm. And I was like a thousand. Would you settle on one hundred and fifty? You know, <laughs> you we're
3: negotiating. Yeah. With God.
1: <laughs> well, I knew it was. A it God didn't work size. so good for Jonah.
0: Just in case <laughs> you're wondering.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, that number made me realize that it was definitely God. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone there. So.
0: so he asked you to think way bigger than you could think, so it would be a God-sized miracle, not a Tom and Pam-sized miracle.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, we're, yes. we're right
0: there. <laughs> we're, we are right there with you on that one. Mm-hmm. So how many years did this process take, Pam? I mean, you guys have been... I, I, I mean, how long did it take to get from beginning to end to a published book?
2: We're, we're in year five. Okay. It started out as about a four-inch three-ring binder, and we were teaching Sunday school classes and leading anyone who would humor us with wanting to go through (laughs) this thing that was being created Mm -hmm. as we as we walked it out and um as we began to work with people and and pretty much all the elements that are there um, were in place we began to see such transformational change taking place that tom was an accountability group and they looked at him and said you guys have got to leverage this you've got to go beyond just doing what you guys can do, just coaching a few people here and there, and God began to say to me, um, "You need to write a book." And I'm like, "Write a book? You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> mm. And uh, so we sat down with his accountability group, and Tom says, "Don't say anything about the book. Let's just see what they're hearing from the Lord." And so we laid out what what was going on, the process that we had, you know, that God had helped us bring together. And the first thing that all three of them said as they looked at us was, you need to write the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> Usually God confirms it three times. He
2: did it all at one time. He did. He did. Mm. And so we began to write the book. And um, actually what God said to us is everything that's in that three ring binder, I want you to be searching the scriptures. And if, it, if anything that is in there that is not of me and cannot be supported by my word, it does not belong in the book. Hmm. And so really, in addition to... Wow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Say that again. Say that again. So this is what what the Lord said to you. He said, if it can't be supported by my word, I don't want it in the book. I don't
2: want it in the book. And so literally, Scripture is throughout the book. And even though, like you said, you can go find personality profiles, and some of those tools would be considered secular per se, but we know it's all from him and of him. There's nothing Mm -hmm. new under the sun, as Solomon said. But as we spent the year writing the book... It was really not just putting it in a format that any individual can pick up the book and walk through and do the study themselves and and work through the process, but it was literally taking God's Word and undergirding every single principle that's taught in there and making sure that we could point to Scripture. I well, you know
3: that was one of the things that I really loved about the book when as going through it and not knowing that that was the back story um it really truly comes out in what you read because you've not only filled it with scripture but you've Bolded the scripture. You've said, "Here's the scripture. I want you to write it out, meditate on it. What is it speaking to you?" There were scriptures that I've read so many times that, in that context, had so much influence on me and so much impact on me. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that um, I think made me hungry for more was because there was so much scripture in there. So it's good for me to hear the backstory. <laughs> oh no,
0: it's it's awesome. I, I when you when you started going through this because. It, you know I love the way you just said, you know, anybody can do this on their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's the you know the good news is that is absolutely true. It's an eight week study and but the people that go through it on their own take sixteen weeks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. a personal you need a, testimony, you need a, Jim? You need a, you need, a, pers- <laughs> you need, a you need accountability to get through it in eight weeks. And so that's what those licensed <laughs> facilitators right. are all about. Because I, I love the way you say it in chapter in, in week five it's either week five or chapter five. I think it's week five, where you say Hang on because this is going to start to get rough and the enemy doesn't want you to finish. So, I mean, I, I just, I love the way you say that. No. Oh, what, what? oh yeah, okay. Well, we got more than a minute left. Come on, Michael. Okay, so listen. <laughs> uh, all right, so we, I don't even know where to start with, with where I want to go with it, but how, so how many licensed facilitators do you have right now?
1: We have about 100 right now.
0: Okay, you have 100, That's so. Wonderful. Hey, you're 10, 10% of the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the next. Thousand will go a lot faster. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, you know, I know that your goals. You know, God put that goal in your heart to have a thousand facilitators across the country, not just here in Florida. Oh, we have uh, them in uh, how many Bolivia, states? Around the world,
3: Kenya, Kenya around the
1: world, Canada. Wow! Yeah. So,
0: so it
3: must
2: at, be translated in other languages as well, or are those English um, speaking? Our, They're our, English fac- speaking. Yeah, okay. but our facilitator in Kenya is actually working to get it translated into Swahili. Wow.
0: Yeah, that'd be Amazing. something I'd like to read. Oh yeah, I could. <laughs> All right, so, but at this point in time, you've sold 5,000 copies, and you've got 100 facilitators. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, my personal goal with Identity and Destiny, as I hope that we can partner, I work for him and Identity and Destiny in some strategically, spiritually aligned way, I want there to be... Five million people that have read this book by Mm -hmm. 2020, Mm -hmm. and I want you to have five or six or seven thousand facilitators because this book, as I said before at the beginning of the show, every Christ follower in the country needs to go through this. And as you said, they can do do it on their own, Mm -hmm. but it's way better when you got somebody by your side, smacking you Mm upside the head, keeping you going. So, in a nice, loving Christ-like way. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right, Tom and Pam, we were talking during the break about identity, and Tom, you've great. he said, "Let's talk about Gideon."
1: Gideon. Yes. The angel of the Lord comes to Gideon, looks at him and calls him mighty warrior. Well, at first he said, "Don't be afraid." Because wow.
0: because he's because he's because he's cowering in a corner somewhere. Wasn't wow. he hiding? He was hiding. Yeah, he was hiding. He was Usually hiding. What si- happens when
3: the angel comes to talk? He, they mm-hmm. say, the first thing it
0: says, be "Don't be afraid." But he, <laughs> he was he was hiding in like a after a, like a wine press or something right. like that, sifting his wheat. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he
1: was he was a little scaredy cat guy. Well, he was a little guy, and he was the smallest guy in the smallest family in the smallest clan. The whole thing comes and says, Mighty Warrior. I always imagine him looking over his shoulder and going, who are you talking to? <laughs> but he uh, grew to be that identity. That was God's identity for him. Mighty Warrior. And we all have an identity. We all have an identity through God's eyes. And if we don't know it, we can't grow into it. So this is really key. It impacts many areas of everybody's life, what their I, identity I'm is.
0: I'm going to challenge you there. It impacts everything about you yes Mm -hmm. it impacts you know when jesus christ impacts your life he impacts everything about you but Mm -hmm. understanding this your workbook helps people understand who they are in christ their identity their whether they're a mighty warrior whether they're author after doing business for 30 plus years or whether they're radio talk show host. those were things you know that god's been working on for our lives but just like jesus saw he saw um uh, Simon, Peter, he called, he said, Simon, but I'm going to call you Peter because you're going to be the rock of my mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. That was his destiny mm-hmm. to be Peter. He saw Saul and he renamed him Paul. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you're going to go and you are going to be my light to the Gentiles. I don't know what Saul means, but, or what Paul means, but sorry, I blew that, blew that example. <laughs> it was but a right.
3: good analogy, honey. Yeah. Well, I was
0: trying or something. <laughs> okay. But, but the question that, that are the. Jerry from Tampa Bay uh, texted in was That's right, Jerry from Tampa Bay. Thanks, Jerry, for texting into the show. You too can text into the show, 727-487-9863. Jerry says, what are some of the practical day-by-day ways that finding your purpose can impact your life? We just said that finding your identity, your destiny, can impact everything about us, but what are some of those practical ways that it impacts our day-to-day life?
2: Pam? I think that um, it shifts a paradigm. And in that, I mean, most people come to a purpose program like this wanting to know what it is they're supposed to do. Mm. When you get into your identity and your destiny, you're figuring out who God wants you to be regardless of what you're doing. Therefore, when you understand that truth about yourself, the way God has designed, wired, and created you to be in this world, you can be doing that by just being you. And you can do that in the context of whatever assignment, whatever job, whatever role he places you in, or multiple roles and places in this world. That comes through. My identity, for example, um, I was the first guinea pig, by the way, who went through the program. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> Tom, Tom kind of got this laid out and said, here, why don't you try this and see what happens? And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. But uh, interestingly enough, as I walked through the process... I began to see the kind of life transformation we've been talking about here today, and I was amazed. And as God revealed to me that my identity is as a peacemaker, I looked back over my life and thought, my life has been anything but peaceful. How does that apply to me? Hmm. And just like we talked about Gideon, what I understood was I had run away because of my fear of conflict from being the peacemaker that God has created me to be. I became a peacekeeper instead of a peacemaker. Mm. Not, and, and, and here's the truth around that. If we don't fully understand this about ourselves, we not only can't be that, also our greatest strength, overutilized or underutilized, can be our greatest weakness. Mm. So we don't well, even know statement. how to step into what God has for us. And we can either overuse or underutilize that gift that he's given us, that identity. I mean, from the time he was weaving us together in our mother's womb before one day came to be, he knew exactly who he was designing us to be in this world.
0: Hmm. Hey, we just got a, somebody texted into the show. Hey, Paul means small. Hmm. Okay. I didn't you know that. Out. Wow. Okay. But you said something a little. I uh, thank you for sharing your identity. Mm-hmm. You said something, you know, it helps us to find out who we who we are, what did you say? Who, who we're supposed we are. to be? Who we're to be? Mm-hmm. But I I look at it before I found out who I was supposed to be. It first taught me who I am. Amen. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, the first chapter, couple of chapters, really just dig in who I am or who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really dug out the basis of it then started moving into who god wants me to be and then what he wants me to be doing i mean it was a it was such an incredible step-by-step process tom what did you going through i mean have you gone through it i mean you wrote this stuff but did you know
1: sure i went through it so <laughs> what did you come up with as <laughs> your identity was yes, I, number was the, two. I was too, also yeah <laughs> my identity i'm a source of focus and strength
0: Pam, how's he do with that?
2: Um, Every single person that he's ever shared that with said, oh my gosh, that is so you. (laughs) And that's how you
1: validate that you're on the mark. We have that in the workbook. I sat down with a a friend that I've known for many years, and I told him, this is the identity statement that God has given me. And he looked at me and just said, that is so you. That's unbelievable. And that's how you validate that you're on the mark.
0: And that makes sense, because people that know you can say, well, of course. What, what, you had to go through a book to figure that out? Right? I mean, that's a lot of times what people say to you. Martha, what would you come up with when you did your identity?
3: Oh, I knew you were going to put me on the spot.
0: No, we're in um, the studio. We're talking about it. Not well, right.
2: I, know,
3: I know, but I haven't worked with it for five years. This is still all pretty new to me, but I am a source of encouragement and discernment.
0: Mine's not near as short and sweet as your guys. but Yeah, I,
3: you don't do anything short and sweet. Well, no that's why.
0: But you know, when I went through mine, and, and, and you guys will laugh, yeah, and the people listening, if you don't know me, you'll have to learn, learn and love this about me, but I'm a black and white brick. And people, people always say, well, Jim, you're like a velvet brick. I'm like, no, I'm not. There's no velvet on my brick. I'm a black and white brick equipped with a passionate, prophetic desire to disciple and mentor people. Mm-hmm. All my life, God has used me to help take Christians who are really, really, really in the beginnings of their faith and stretch them and challenge them and stretch them and challenge them. But I do it in a brick-like way. I, I have, I'm constantly being told, Jim, you've got to work on your abrasiveness. <laughs> so, but yeah, so there's no velvet on the outside of my... My identity.
2: Well, here's the beautiful thing about identity and destiny is what we want each and every single person who ever goes through this to know. Is you're okay just the way God made you? He wants you to be that brick with no velvet. He needs you to be that brick with no velvet.
0: Yeah, there's some people out there with velvet on, and I'm just not one of them. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's true. I mean, people, sometimes it sets people back, but those people that know that I love them and people that can sense it, they're like, Jim, I needed to hear that. Even that was painful. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So that apparently is why I'm on the radio. All right. When we talked about what was the most important thing about chapter one or week one was the three elements of purpose. So, Martha and Pam, you guys talk about that.
3: Well, I think, I know what the three elements are. Okay. And then she can expand on them. Um, There's identity, destiny, and your assignment. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to try to explain that um, to everybody listening.
2: Great, I'd be happy to. Um, When we looked at that concept of life purpose, um, statistically, you hear that anywhere between eighty and ninety-seven percent of people go through life having no idea, uh, no idea of what their purpose, their true purpose in life mm. is. So, the vast majority of people have no idea. And so, when you think about life purpose, that can be huge, daunting, frightening. Um, people don't know how to even tackle the concept. And what God showed us from the very beginning is that purpose is broken down into three elements. Identity, destiny and assignment. Identity is who are you at the very core? How has God wired, designed and created you and you alone? That uniqueness that is you. Destiny is how does the Holy Spirit want to work in this world through you? Hmm. And again, Not necessarily what job you're going to hold, what role you're going to play, but how are you going to allow him to work through you in the way that he's designed you? And thirdly is assignment, and that's what most people think purpose is.
0: Talking about identity and destiny, and you can find out all about them at identityanddestiny.com. As long as you can spell those words, identityanddestiny.com, you can find out all about Tom and Pam, and you can see pictures of them right there on their website. All right, Martha and I wanted to bring Tom and Pam on the show because going through this process of identity and destiny has been Revolutionizing for me And I went through it first I have one of your Licensed facilitators One of your first 100 Kept driving me nuts Saying Jim you gotta go through this Jim you gotta go through this Jim you gotta go through this Jim you need to go through this Jim you need to go through this Jim you gotta go through this Jim you gotta go through it And I said oh fine And I'll say her name, Kathy Norris. And I said, Kathy, fine. Here's the 20 bucks. Give me the book. Leave me alone. And then, of course, it sat on my desk for at least a couple months. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. Kathy said it was so important. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I sat down with it. And I started, I'm not going to tell you when I started, but I finished last September. I finished last September 3rd, 2013, so a little over a year ago. In the most revolutionizing conversation I had with the Lord, the weirdest possible time. I'm in the basement of my sister's house. Martha and I are on vacation over Labor Day of 2013. God wakes me up at 3.30 in the morning to give me my destiny statement. I am not kidding. He and
1: likes that 3.30 time.
0: He does. He? he does. And I think that's because that's the quietest <laughs> I am is 3.30 in the morning. But I'm not going to talk about my destiny statement today because we got a lot more to talk about. But you'll hear about it on Wednesday or Thursday when we get to destiny. But it was so clear because the words that I use in my destiny statement, when I read it, to people are like, oh, yeah, you didn't come up with that. <laughs> okay. So we talked about the three elements of purpose, Pam. Uh, identity, destiny, and you were just starting to talk about Assignment.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, an assignment is what most people think is purpose. That is, what am I supposed to do? And um, what we have found as we have walked through this process with people is they're thinking that it's sort of like the big, what am I supposed to go do? Mm-hmm. Like um, go run a radio show or write Identity and Destiny, kind of the the big assignment. And sometimes he does reveal that. But oftentimes he gives us little incremental steps. The next step, the lamp unto our feet. Well, if you think about that, it's just whatever the next one or two Mm -hmm. steps might be. And the assignment oftentimes is what is the next step of preparation so that I can get you ready to do the big thing. And he will begin through that process to cast a vision in your heart and in your mind. But in terms of assignments... He's usually just giving you the very next step.
0: Right. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it, but he doesn't do it. God does not display that path with a big million candle watt. Flashlight. No. It's that dim little lamp that says, there's the next step. Because Mm -hmm. it's important to note that I didn't go through this study and say, oh, I need to be on a radio. We were already been told we were going to do radio. We just didn't understand why in the world are we doing radio. We, We start, I started this in March and we started radio last year in April. And, and we were like, "Where did this come from? I better... I mean, and, and I, that's why your book was so timely." All right, so but that I, that assignment, so that first chapter is really just introducing people to the concepts mm-hmm. of, of what is this all about. So, Tom, when you get into the second one, this is probably the, the, the chapter that you loved writing most because it's it's all those tools that you used in in mentoring and discipling business people all along. And, and as we talk about chapter two. Uh, I mean, why did you pick? Why did you pick the the test, the the uh, analysis that you put in there?
1: Well, part of it, uh, we use a, a disc profile tool, and uh, I was introduced to that when I was about uh, thirty-one years old. And as I grew up, uh, my parents were very conservative, very laid back, very staid, uh, great people, and I was the exact opposite. So I got a lot of messages of, well, why can't you be like this, and don't be so outgrowing, and don't talk so much, and don't be so aggressive. And So Mm -hmm. I got all these negatives, and then I did this this dis-profile, and I realized what my communication style, what my thinking style was, and I said... Wow, I'm really okay the way I am, <laughs> aside from what everybody else has told me. All your life they've been telling you those things. I realized I'm in about 5% of the population, so 95% looks at me a little different. And I look at 95% of people as they're different. So. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, why problem? won't they just do something? Yeah,
0: I know. You and I are in that same boat. We're like, come on, get off your keister. Let's go.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that tool... I think is very powerful in letting people understand their strengths, their weaknesses, their style. But for the first time, I see a lot of people when they go through it go, wow, you mean I'm really all right the way I am? Even though, I mean, we all get negative messages, but this really helps you understand how God God has wired you.
3: You had said something at the beginning of the show about um, self-awareness and seeing people really, their eyes light up. And Mm -hmm. that is something that Happened for me, the people that we were in our study with. And even when I just do like the distest with my employees and things like that, they really being able to identify and go, that is me. That is that it describes me in a way that I could never describe myself. And I think that it's just so Um, invigorating for people and gives them confidence that says, you know, you know, one of the things that I learned about myself, I never really was able to put a word to it and um, being able to see it and go, that's why I respond that way. Wow. Okay. Now I can embrace it rather than reject it or not be confused by it. So it's really fun in the process to be able to learn about yourself.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: What I thought was most fun to go through this, and we went through it in a room of, well, Martha and I went through it, and we took a room of about 15 people through it, and is that. God has leaders of every personality type. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be a type D. I always thought all leaders were type Ds, like you (laughs) and me, Tom. But no, Martha's a leader, and she's not a D. Pam's a leader, and she's not a D. And that was an amazing thing to me, that, that God made leaders out of all types. That was a new concept to me. I know it shouldn't have been, but it was. So the disc profile, a lot of people heard about it, but the material, you, the way you lead people through it and the way you retest it and you go back through and you look at it, it's powerful. But for me, the thing that really tripped me up was the resilience questionnaire. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I had never heard of this idea of resilience, and it really smacked me in the face. Mm. I didn't like it. Just so you know, I didn't like <laughs> it. It, it You're was not pa- alone. <laughs> it, was, it was painful going through the resilience. W- what is resilience all about?
1: Our resilience is the ability to bounce back when bad things happen. And it breaks it down into seven categories, and it measures each one of them. And it really evaluates your thinking style. It looks at and helps you to understand your belief systems
0: Mm -hmm. these questions emotional regulation the ability to stay calm under pressure impulse control the ability to delay gratification of desires optimism the ability to see your future as bright yeah i struggle with that one causal analysis the ability to accurately identify the cause of your problems (laughs) yeah people with opinions like me that they struggle with empathy the ability to read people and their psychological and emotional states self-efficacy it is the belief that you can solve problems that you face and have the faith in your ability to succeed. Reaching out, a measure of how comfortable you are at taking risks in different areas of your life. Those are tough concepts. Those are tough places to be. Those are some tough places.
1: Yes.
2: But here's the beautiful part about resilience, is it is a learned skill. And this assessment is just the starting point. Mm -hmm. There's There's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. It's just, here's where you are. And there are very specific things that we teach in the workbook. We don't just sort of leave you with this, oh, my gosh, I don't, I'm not very resilient, and I didn't score so well. We actually then show you how to begin to improve, build that resilience muscle, so the next time that you're tested in those areas, you begin to apply God's truth to, re, to building or rebuilding resilience so that you can truly get much better in that area of life.
0: All right, I can't believe it. We've already come to the end of the I Work For Him show. Day one of Identity and Destiny. You've got to tune in tomorrow to find out more. Tomorrow on the Identity and Destiny show, we will get into weeks two, excuse me, we'll finish week two, which we've just able we'll to review it again. We're going to go to weeks three and weeks four. You've got to tune in. We've got Tom and Pam Wolf in here all week long. Don't miss it. The I Work For Him show is all about purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. So you have to ask yourself, are you a Christ follower? Have you ever come to a place in your life where you allowed Jesus Christ to become your Lord of your life. If you want to know more about becoming a Christ follower, email me, jim at I work for him.com jim at com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.